0: Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show.
1: Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. You know, after 400-some-odd episodes, it doesn't get old. Really? Yeah. Are we that far? I don't know. We're very very close. Almost 400. Not says that says details producer matter. Producer extraordinaire Logan, Logan Gillen, when he's we not need to on use the our podcast,
0: third microphone and get him
1: on here. We have a third microphone. When we buy, I didn't authorize that. I didn't authorize the third microphone purchased. Is that new? We've had it originally. Yeah, really. It was in a closet somewhere. That's awesome. Well, then who would produce the show? Who would record the show? Well, he presses the button when you're not here. Oh, that's true. He moves all the setup over to the couch, which you can't see if you're listening to this. All right, let's move on. We got we got a lot to talk about today. Enough First banter. of all, give me an update. How is what do you what what are you why are you looking at me so judgmental right now? What what's going on? Cuz you're eating. Well, cuz I'm hungry. I got some okay. peanuts here. What, what what's the... you Certainly there's nothing wrong with a little feast on our time. my presentation accepted. No, actually, you uh, if look, you could see you look wonderful Daniel, today. If you could see Daniel, he is eyeing me. Very uh, conspicuously from my head to toes. I don't know. No, you're on point today. I'm on point? Yeah. You like my my, my fit, as my son would say? My fit. What does he say? So my fit is, I don't know. He says something else, some weird word. Isn't it drip? Know. You drip something. Drip. Drip. Ah, yeah. drip. uh, drippy. That's what the podcast listeners. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Uh, today's show, as always in 2023, hopefully they just decide to renew. We'll have to talk to upper management about that. It's brought to you by Jewel Financial. Jewel Financial, helping you to meet your financial and retirement goals wherever you may live. I just made that up. Wow. (laughs) Cool. That's pretty good. Visit us on the web, JewelFinancial.com. Many of you out there have listened for a long time. and You are reaching out. We really appreciate that. Listen, at the end of the day, we're not certainly a fit for everybody. Not everybody. That's why we do this show. Not everybody needs a financial advisor. But if you are in that unique niche and you are thinking, you know, my situation's a little bit more complex than just putting into a Vanguard index fund, uh, I've got some things to consider, maybe backdoor Roth, maybe uh, option plans at work. We see that a lot, these complex option plans. Uh, you know, and you want to talk to an advisor, you can visit us on the web, Juul, J-O-U-L-E financial.com. Click the little button, and you jump right into Zoom, and you book a Zoom appointment. That's pretty awesome how it works.
0: But to clarify, in the USA.
1: Yeah, in the USA.
0: Anywhere you are in the USA. But you can listen to the podcast anywhere, and the advice really is practical everywhere. All right, let's jump
1: right into it. We got a cool question today from Seth. What do you got? D-I-Y!
0: Hey, DIY Money. This is Seth from Perkasie, Pennsylvania. I'm a loyal listener and love the podcast. Um, I'm really interested in learning how to create enough capital to start my own business. Um, I want to open a heavy equipment business um, in the future. I'm only 17 right now, but you know, it's going to be a lot of startup costs. You have skid steers, backhoes, excavators, track trailers, dump trucks, which are all 70 to hundred thousand dollars each. Um, so I want to know how you guys would set up for success and be able to do that without going into huge amounts of debt. Love,
1: love, love, love this question. I want to play with heavy equipment now. It sounds Wow. Cool. Seth, I want to tell you a brief story. One of my very first trips to Haiti, I was riding in a truck with the founder of a ministry that had been there like 50 years. And I made a comment to the effect of, wow, I mean, it just must be really, really hard for anybody to get ahead in this country. At just about that time, a massive, I mean, a massive like earth moving dump truck passed us. Uh, going ridiculously too fast for that road. But neither here nor there. That was Haiti. And he said, Quinn, it's not really that difficult. And I said, what? I, I mean, I was floored. I thought I was, you know, making a good little missionary comment about how lucky we were in the USA, and, which I still believe, by the way. Uh, he says, no. He says, you see that dump truck right there? I said, yeah. He goes, the guy who runs that dump truck owns about six dump trucks. I said, Really? He goes, yeah, when I first got here, he said, that kid, he worked for me. He had no money. He would come in as a little day laborer, and he saved his money, and then he bought a little moped and said, okay. He said he rode the moped. They they call them taxis. For those of you that know, you go to a country like that, that's, that's your taxi. They're all over the place. You jump on the back of a, quote, taxi, the moped. He said he rode the moped day and night until he could buy a second moped, a third moped, a fourth moped, and he had about five mopeds. Obviously, his friends were driving those mopeds, so he took a cut of that. He started a nice little business. He said when he got enough mopeds and he got enough money, he sold all of them, and he bought a bus. And he started transporting people from, we were in a little town called St. Louis-Denard, from St. Louis down to Port-au-Prince. He says he did the bus trip every day, down in the morning, back in the evening, down in the morning, back in the evening. He said finally when he started to do that at a success rate where he knew it was sustainable, he started taking goods and services from Port-au-Prince back to the stores in St. Louis. So now not only is he transporting people, but he's basically a a transportation company transporting goods as well until he could save up enough money and he had a little stand and he had a little store. And now he wasn't just bringing the goods back for the other stores. He was bringing the goods back for his store. And then he saved up enough money, he got a second bus, a third bus. Finally, he additionally expanded, and not only did he have the bus routes, but he expanded into construction, and he owns about five of those dump trucks, as you see right there. Join me as we cover the full story of Elon Musk. He's one of the wealthiest guys in this little town, and he started with absolutely nothing. And he looked at me, he goes, no different in the United States. It's work ethic and, and this is what I'll never forget, a lot of time. So, Seth, what I'm going to share with you in addition to some little key points here, is you're 17 years old. Great that you're 17 years old. Listen to DIY Money, by the way. Phenomenal. Bravo! It's just going to take time. But I promise you, and I will make that promise, that if this is a fixed goal in your mind, something that you have written down, articulated, and clearly you're speaking out into the, to the ethers, You will achieve it if you truly do desire to do what you're saying that you want to do. You will find a way. You may not know how to do it right now. You may glean a little wisdom for what we are going to tell you today. You might talk to other people, but you will do it. So keep after it. And that message rings true for anybody listening today, obviously. But my two cents is as follows. A, you could simply find a very wealthy investor. (laughs) Somebody who at 17 years old is going to believe in you. You're going to draft a business plan. You hopefully have some experience experience in this area, and you're going to, you know, start small. But you're going to have an investor that's going to invest in you, and you're going to give them maybe a cut of the action because certainly any viable investor isn't going to just do this because they like you or for a loan. Uh, they're going to get you're going to give them a piece of the action, and you're going to be in business. Secondly, you could save up your. Your money yourself until you, again, like that story I just told, are able to buy that first piece of equipment and another piece of equipment and another piece of equipment. One of the wealthiest he's since passed, entrepreneurs in our neck of the woods, a gentleman by the name of R.J. Corman. Uh, wherever you live in the United States, if I showed you the logo, you'd probably recognize it. They're one of the largest derailment, train derailment companies in the world. The minute a train goes off the tracks or there's an issue with the tracks, and believe it or not, it happens all the time, They are called, and it's like SEAL Team 6, man. They are just on call 24-7, and they go. He started with a truck, I mean literally like a pickup truck, and he would go into areas, and stories that I've heard is he would go into areas that nobody really else wanted to go, and ultimately he did whatever job he could do, built it up, then he bought a bigger truck, you know, so on and so forth. So it's possible. It takes time, but it is certainly possible. The third option is something that I think young people don't consider enough, and you should. The demographics of the nation uh, really speak loudly to this, and that is find yourself involved in a business doing what you want to do of someone who is eventually going to retire. Someone who is eventually going to retire and need to pass this business on. Now, that might be a buyout. You might have to finance and buy this business a coming back to the investor or owner financing, or maybe even a bank loan, assuming the business is worthy enough. But one of the greatest things that I think younger people are missing out on today is the simple fact that baby boomers in the United States. Okay. boomer millions of these small business owners are going to need to look at how to exit their business. And in most instances, let's face it. These aren't necessarily businesses. These are just jobs. They have a job, which means they're the business. So if they want to exit the business, they got to find someone else to step in and run that business. So there's three options for you, Seth. I'm sure Daniel will be able to add some color to that. But there's three options. A, a very wealthy investor, probably difficult to find at your age. Uh, B, more likely, just take your time. Be very, very slow, methodical. Save your pennies and invest accordingly. Uh, Three, or C, involve yourself in a business Where eventually you can buy out the business, take over the business, run the business, and then it becomes yours. What say you, Daniel? Yeah, I think, I mean, the traditional
0: routes obviously are investors and loans, uh, which is really leveraging other people's money to some extent, uh, trying to create liquidity from external funds. But I really like what you talked about as far as basically laddering up rather than leveraging up over time. And all you're effectively doing there is, is using compound returns. So you're, you're investing in a cash producing asset, uh, you're letting that compound until you can buy the next cash producing asset, uh, and so forth. And so you're using compound returns and uh, delayed gratification, which is the exact same method you'd use if you want to build wealth in the stock market. So you're choosing to put funds from today into something that can produce income, that could be a stock that could be your first piece of heavy or maybe light machinery. I don't know if that's a classification. But you know, you got to start somewhere. And then you allow that to produce income. Maybe you do this in real estate for, for folks who, who have you know, uh, submitted questions about real estate. You buy that first sort of small starter home or duplex or whatever, and then you start getting income on that. You stabilize that one piece. Uh, you delay the gratification of using the income from that for uh, vacations or new houses or whatever that is, and you reinvest those assets back in the business and reinvest them back in the business, uh, and eventually that grows over time. That's effectively what you're talking about is developing a growth company. So Google doesn't pay a dividend; it reinvests assets in itself, same as Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, the stodgy sort of dividend stocks—the reason why they're income-producing stocks—is they've taken, you know, 50, 60% of their income every year, and they pay it out to investors. They're now, instead of delaying that gratification and being growth, they're now what's considered like an income stock or a value. And, and people then use that to live off of. Um, so I think it's, I mean, that's a great way to do it. Obviously, if you want to, you know, have this done in the next year or two, you're going to have to get creative and, and find people to go in with you. But I think with the long runway that you have available to you, and not even that long, I mean, if it's 15 years, that it takes you to do this. You're talking about having your empire built by 32 empire. I love it. I mean, so, you know, building it up over 15 years, you still have at that point, a 30 year runway of dominating, uh, with that empire. So yeah, I mean, you, time is your friend here. Uh, as I think Gary V would say, like when you're young, you've got the opportunity just to go and try it and, and see if it
1: works out. Our demographic of listeners is vast. So I'm going to segment it out, which I know you're not supposed to do, but folks under 30, I, I really want to reiterate that 10 years is going to go by in a blink of an eye to you. So think of that when you're thinking about long-term goals and getting started tomorrow, because tomorrow turns into a week, a month, a year, and pretty soon you lift your head and it's a decade. I, I've seen this in spurts of where we've lived I I remember uh, moving into a home, and then literally it felt like within a blink of an eye, we were thinking about moving to a different home, and 10 years had passed. And I was like, we've been in this home for 10 years? I mean, I still have boxes in the garage that weren't unpacked. Definitely a horror. It's 10 years later. I'm like a frustrated perfectionist. It's how quick things go. So the reality is, is that you can accomplish a lot in that time period, but most people will put it off. They will not take the disciplined steps, as Daniel said, regardless of what it is. And I love the way he brought it back around to investing, investing in a business, investing in the market, investing in your health, your fitness, your job, your career, your relationship, your kids, whatever it is. Don't put it off. Start today and then take the arduous steps and time that it takes to achieve those goals because pretty soon you're going to lift your head, 10 years will pass, and hopefully You're well on your way, if not already there, to achieving those goals and dreams. So get after it today. Seth, I love the question. Keep us posted. Look, you're a perfect candidate for our wealth development program. Like I slid that in there. Once you're 18. Once (laughs) once you have a business and you're thriving and you're thinking about, hey, what do I do for my employees? And what do I do for taxes? And how do I handle this and that and the other? You give us a ring, Seth, because you're going to be, I love it, you're going to be in that empire building phase. And would love to, love to help He's you do gonna that. going to have an empire someday. I'm confident of it. will no question have an empire. So get after it, Seth, and start with that $25 Amazon gift card. Thanks so much for sending that. Hey, the questions are coming. I love them. Keep them coming. The audio question, it's simple. You just cut it on your phone. You email it to podcast at That's podcast at If you have a question, whether we got it or we haven't used it or whatever, you know, shoot it. Shoot us a question. Say, hey, did you ever get this question? We had a little glitch there for a little while. I think it's so. I think we're well past that. Some questions just aren't appropriate. We just kind of feel maybe they're too niche or too broad. Uh, but for the most part, we try to get to almost every question, uh, and we got some doozies coming up. So Seth, that was a good one. Thanks so much. Uh, remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple: live on less than you make, invest the rest in a business, in the market, in yourself and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us, and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card.